Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. everybody. Good evening, Unity of Farmington Hills, and happy Good Friday to you all, and, and welcome to those of you who are viewing in um, online and YouTube, and welcome to those of you who are visiting today. It's so good to have you join us today. I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid, for those of you who do not know me, and we're going to go into our opening prayer and meditation. So I invite you to gently close your eyes with me, take a deep cleansing breath, Bring your attention down into your heart center, focusing on a feeling of peace, a feeling of love, and a feeling of joy. And as we tune into that divinity within, that is our peace, our love, and our joy, we acknowledge that there is only one power and only one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe and that is God, the good, omnipotent. We acknowledge that we are one with God, which makes us good as well. That no matter how we show up in the world, it can never transmute or change the absolute truth that we are good. 
And so, God, right now we open ourselves up for this crucifixion Friday, allowing ourselves to prepare to be transformed and changed, moving into a spirit of the Passover, which is passing from the human experience that holds us back, especially holding us back, from being that higher expression of truth that we are mastering this year, which we call our new name. And we thank you, God, for every single way you are working behind the scenes to purify, to cleanse, and to move us forward into our Christ self. And so just for a little bit, we sit in the space, tuning into your presence, tuning into your peace, tuning into your love. And so I invite you to take another deep, deep breath, breathing in the feeling of love. Release anything in this day that's bothering you. Settle into your seats and into this moment. Knowing that this moment is the eternal now. And let yourself prepare as you open up your heart and minds even more deeply to sit just for a little bit, opening up. Take another deep breath. Breathe in love deeply. And as you exhale, let your mind release. Let go and let God. And just continue to take slow, deep, gentle breaths. And as you exhale, let your shoulders drop. Let your body relax. Let your heart open. And let your mind be prepared for today's service. I invite you to gently and quietly affirm, I am the presence of God. I am the power of God. I am the knowing of God. And take another deep, deep, slow breath. mind open even more. Let your heart be infused with the presence of love. And let your body relax. God for your mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what teaches us how to love you no matter what ourselves and each other in the same vein in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ we pray and close this meditation thank you God amen Lord of all 
to know my name and care to feel my hurt. Who am I that the bright and morning star would choose to light the way for my ever wandering heart? Not because of who I am, but because of what you've done. Not because of what I've done, but because of who you are. I am a flower quickly fading, here today, gone tomorrow. A wave tossed in the ocean, a vapor in the wind. Still you hear me when I'm calling, Lord, you catch me when believe that song I am yours like what if we really believe that song 
How would your life look? That's a, a deep awareness that actually coming into the, through the Lenten season and even coming up to Good Friday is a, a deep transformation of 40 days where we release and feast from those things that keep us from remembering that we are God's. And then feast on, the, and fe well, fast on the things that keep us from remembering. And then feast on the things that remind us and that are part of us that express the presence of God. The title of my talk today on this Good Friday is Release, Let Go, Let God. And we're going to set our intention today to release that which is blocking us to release those triggers inside of us that keep us from fully being the expression of God, to let go of the power that it has over us, those aspects of our human consciousness, the power that they have over us, and then to let it go, I mean, to, to let God take it, take all of those aspects of, the, of our consciousness that we feel led to release later on when we do another meditation, and change them into stepping stones. So we will let God take it, dismantle it, purify and cleanse us, and create it into the truth that it is. Because the truth is, nothing can be, energy cannot be destroyed. So those thoughts that are faulty thoughts, error-based thoughts in our mind cannot be destroyed, but they can be transmuted into a higher vibration. Does that make sense to you all? And so that's what we're going to do today. We're going to transmute. We're going we're gonna to kill off or crucify or cross out those aspects of our consciousness and turn them over to God. Let God do God's work. And then tomorrow is the day of rest, to rest in it. Even when you do a workout, you need to rest so the muscles that are torn down can build up into a stronger form. And that's what's going to happen tomorrow. So we will rest tomorrow. But today... We're going to go into a deep, a deep crossing out. And I'm going to use the seven last words, which are the seven phrases or statements that Jesus said when he was on the cross before his life transitioned. And the first one is, Eli, Eli, lima sabachthani. And what that means is, my God, my God. Why have you abandoned me? And when, when people were looking at that, they were thinking that Jesus was saying that, that he didn't feel God's presence. And scholars have since, as they've trans, trans, uh, transcribed this and interpreted this deeper, have said that this is Jesus. I'm listening. Sharing Psalm 21. He's affirming Psalm 21. And in Psalm 21, David is in those moments where he's feeling alone. He's feeling despaired. He's feeling like he's abandoned by God. He's feeling that way, but it isn't the truth. And by the end of the psalm, when you finish reading through it, you, Jesus is uh, David is praising and affirming that God is always there. So when the, you look at it in the translation from George Samna, uh, Lam Lamza, it says, My God, my God. For this I have been spared. Or, my God, my God, this is my destiny. And when we go through any form of turning yourself over to God, that's actually our destiny. Our destiny is actually to release and let go and pass over from the attachment that we have over our human expression, our human thoughts, and our human way of being, and stepping into the truth that we are, which is the Christ self. So this is our destiny. My God, my God, this is my destiny to release my hold on the human realm and to step into living in the, in the Christ self. But crucifixion and letting go and releasing those things that no longer serve us, even when you find yourself in therapy, it is not easy. It is a very difficult sometimes transformation and transition into a higher consciousness. It is not always easy to release those parts of ourselves, but it is necessary 
to release the human in order to fully walk in the Christ. Amen? And so that's what we'll do today. We're going to release the human to walk into the Christ. And I promise you, it will happen again where you'll have to go through releasing the human to step into the Christ. Because as you walk through this third-dimensional realm of limitation and separation, otherwise known as this earth school, there will be many opportunities to be distracted, many ways that we get triggered. The beautiful thing about a trigger is that it lets you know that aspect of consciousness that needs to be transmuted. So that's the first word. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? But as we said in a deeper level, metaphysical, spiritual level, is my God, my God, this is my destiny. For this I have been spared. The second statement that Jesus said, which is a deep one when you go into any type of healing, is forgive them, Father. Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. That has to be done. There has to be a forgiveness that occurs before we can step into any form of living in the life of Christ. As a matter of fact, Jesus says that if you come into communion, where, which means that any time you go into a consciousness where you want to pray, prayer is going into communion with God. And what in Catholic or other religions, they, they have the first Sunday of the month is what they consider their communion. That's what he was talking about in the Jewish tradition. But if there's anything that you have against someone or someone has against you, you can't fully go into communion until you step into a sp space of, of forgiveness. And after that forgiveness, which means to give love for the error that we perceived or that the other person perceived, you have to transmute the consciousness into spirit. And then, so Jesus said, put your offering down. Go make it right, and then come back. When you put your offering down, you're holding it there as collateral because it means you will return. Once you release it, you'll go back, and you'll commune totally ready to step into the presence of God. This is a process we have to go through, which is why Jesus is up there on the cross saying it. Can you imagine him sitting up there, all these people mocking him, and he's saying, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. But the deepest expression of forgiveness is self-forgiveness. So for us tonight, the forgiveness we step into is, Father, forgive me, for I know not or did not know what I did. Because had you, it had to have taken some form of taking up something other than God for us to create issues inside of our head, inside of our mind, inside of our way of being that blocks us to being from full, full expressions of God. And these inten the intention that we're going through today is to release us from any blocks that are holding us from going forward in your new name. Like I told you all last week, my new name is freedom and love, having the freedom to fully walk in a space of receiving love just as powerfully as I give love, but also for the rest of my life, increasing my opportunity to freely give even more and to freely receive even more the presence of God's love. Does that make sense? Because what we go into, see these new names or these new facets of your consciousness that have come to the forefront of your mind to master for this year is not just for this year, it's for the rest of your life so that you can move into a higher expression of your divine plan that is written in your hearts, written on your life, and of your expression as an individualized expression of God. Does that make sense? It's powerful to move into this. And I've been, God has been working with me deeply. I had to move into, I didn't think I'd share this, but I will. This week I was triggered. When I was growing up, especially my family, called me sensitive, uh, said I was too sensitive. Like I cried on the drop of dime. Even if I watched a movie, that was really beautiful. I cry. Like I can feel and I cry. Anybody emotional where you touch like that? And I was told, you're too sensitive. You're overly sensitive. You, why are you so sensitive? Why are you always crying? And I hated myself for being so sensitive. So throughout my life, when people say I'm overly sensitive or, or that I take things too personally, that kind of triggers me. 
And this, this week, this last part of this week, it was my purpose to release that completely because I had stepped into a consciousness of accepting who I am, and I even researched highly sensitive people. Did you know they're HSPs? That's what we're called, highly sensitive people. And the beautiful thing about being so sensitive for me is that I can tune into a person and what they're feeling and what they're experiencing. And I know from the feeling that I have inside, God opens me up to know what to speak into the lives of people and to be the presence that they need. But for me, I hated it because then I, I, I get, got, felt like I got hurt easily. This week, and especially when we were talking about it in Bible study, I made a connection that I had to forgive myself for feeling that way about myself. I made a connection that I had to accept who I am and how I am and how I'm created to be and that it is beautiful how I am. There's nothing wrong with being a highly sensitive person. Nothing. As a matter of fact, we need highly sensitive people in this world because we are the ones who are the containers that absorb the emotions of the world. I promise you, I feel Ukraine over there, and I promise you, I feel anything that's going on. I'm always talking to Howard like I'm feeling something. I'm feeling something, and I don't know what I'm feeling, but I go into the silence, and I go in there with God, and I say, forgive whoever is committing whatever it is against the consciousness of God, and I cry, and I release. And I cleanse, and as I do that, I cleanse for the people who I'm praying for. I don't even know who it is most of the time. Until something happens and I read about it, it's like, oh, okay, I got it. That the time I'm feeling it is the time it's happening. And so it's nothing wrong with that. I had to get that in my mind. And so I forgave myself for hating myself and realized that it is okay to be sensitive, especially what I do is do my best to speak to people in a way that does, even if they're highly sensitive, I speak to people in a way that shows the best and perfect love. And if someone tells me that if you say this or you call me this name or you say this this way, it, does, it hurts my feelings, I change me, even though I know they're responsible and accountable for their own emotions, I change me because that's the love I want to be. That's the love I want to be. So that was a big piece for me, but I love that God brought me on the other side. Forgive me, Father, for I knew not what I did. Because I took that as a, I took that on and tried to change me. And I promise you, if that's the main part of you, who you are, you can't change it. And it hurts you to do it. The next thing that Jesus said is, I assure you, today you will be with me in, in paradise. Now, he was talking to the, there were two thieves that were on the cross with him. One of them asked him to be remembered when he got to heaven. Jesus is saying that. But the truth of this, what this means is that no matter what it is that we do in this world, we are always, always, always welcome in the kingdom of heaven. Matter of fact, the kingdom of heaven, of heaven the paradise that is the kingdom of heaven resides in you. And as you shift and release the consciousness of the, the human part, you have to know that it is easy to ask for the help of God and know that the help of God is right there waiting for you to take it on. That in your weakness lies God's strength and the kingdom of heaven to give you whatever it is you need. Amen? And the next thing that Jesus says, and I love this one, dear woman, here is your son, and he talks, he looks to his uh, disciple John and he says, here is your mother. In a Jewish tradition, the oldest son took over responsibility of the house when the father passed away. That was their responsibility. So when the oldest son passed, the women weren't really allowed to work then, so they were in destitute. What would they do? Which is why there was charity that was given to widows and those who had no way of working. But this is a deeper understanding when, I, when you go into this and research it. In order to truly heal and release those things that block us, you need to align your way of thinking, which represents his mother, with the spirit of love in your heart. There has to be a heart-mind coherence. There's an electromagnetic field inside of all of us. And the truth is your heart is really what leads you 
The mind follows the vibration of the heart. But if you're blocked by focusing and distracted in the outer world, the human world, the things that are issues in your heart, issues in your, and you take it to heart, it blocks you from feeling the love. So you feel disassociated, disharmony, dissonance in you. Does that make sense? You ever had a moment where you were just at peace? Everything was at peace inside of you, and your mind, and you could feel that you were just at peace. Where am I the only one? <laughs> Lawrence waving. You guys, you guys wave your hands too. <laughs> After my meditation. Yeah, during my meditation. The beautiful peace is that it aligns the human, because we're fully human, the thinking part of us, with the spirit, the love of you. And it brings you into oneness. And our destiny is to live in oneness with the consciousness of God, but to live it and be the expression of it in this world. And when you align how you think with the consciousness of how you feel, and you align how you feel with the presence of God, which is absolute divine love, then you've created a balance within your mind and your body that needs to be there. And I promise you, when you have a complete balance of love, nothing can affect you. You cannot inherit illness because you are not vibing in the frequency of illness. Does that make sense? So the most powerful thing that happens when you align your mind with the consciousness of God and the spirit of God, and you have to continue to do this, and this is the two greatest commandments. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as you do yourself. Jesus is up on the cross, and he looks down at his mother, and he realizes, in the Jewish tradition, it's my responsibility. I know what's going to happen to me. He takes the disciple that represents love, the love of God, John, and he puts his mother in her care. How beautiful is that? That means that we can take ourselves, who we are, and put ourselves in the care and the love of God. What if you did that? And that's what we're going to do tonight. And then he goes on to say, I am thirsty. And you know, it's interesting because he says that and then the, um, the soldiers go to hand him some fermented wine or some with vinegar, stuff it with vinegar in it. It doesn't taste so good. But when he's saying, I'm thirsty, he's talking about the beatitude of hungering and thirsting for righteousness. And, uh, for righteousness. When Jesus spoke, a lot of people took him literally. But we are to take it and go into the spirit of what he's saying. Before you can change and transmute any, any part of your consciousness, you have to hunger and thirst for righteousness. What is righteousness? Righteousness is right-minded thinking in the mind of God. Righteousness is seeing it from the eyes and the hearing it from the voice and the, um, the ears of the consciousness of Christ in you. I promise you that's one of the things that is really huge for me, that every experience I go through, I hunger and I thirst for righteousness. I want to see it so deeply that I know I be it so deeply. And that is what I, I challenge you all to do, that no matter what you go through, especially the most difficult times, because God doesn't waste anything. Even the most difficult times in our lives are opportunities for thirst, to, to thirst for hunger and righteousness. And in those moments, God is purifying you, but you got to give God the, right, the will to do it in your life. Because you have free will, God will not do it unless you ask. You have to ask. I thirst. I am thirsty for the truth in this situation. Ooh, I'm feeling God deeply. The next one is, it is finished. The fourth unity principle says that we align our minds with God through Denials and affirmations, denying the power that something has over you and affirming the truth, and through prayer and meditation. With this, that it is finished. It is speaking those things that be not as though they were. I am already a purified child of God. Even before I go into the process of doing it, 
it is finished. It is done. And so when you pray for yourself or you pray for anybody else and you commune in the consciousness of God, you pray as if you already know it is so because the truth is in the spirit realm, it is. It is already finished. It's a done deal in the spirit. And we're speaking it forth so that it may manifest in the physical realm. Amen? Amen. And then the last thing Jesus says, and this is what we're really, 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 really going to work on, is Father... I entrust my spirit into your hands. I'm going to say it, and I want you to say this again after I say it. Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. Together. Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands. When you take every part of your life, every part of your situation, every part of your circumstances, it's not always easy because sometimes when we do this, we want to pick it up to see where God is in the progress of how it's manifesting itself. But it is to surrender your whole life, not just your body, every single aspect of your life. Surrender it all. Release it to God. So we release, we let go, and we let God. We entrust it into the hands of God. And that's what we're going to do today. And so I wanted to open up your mind in these steps that Jesus went through when he was releasing his attachment to his body. And he was nailed to a cross to do this. The cross represents the balance of the relationship with God, the spiritual realm inside of you, because we are fully human. I mean, fully spirit with the human experience of it on this earth. The vertical part of the cross represents your spiritual oneness with God and going in and tuning into it. The horizontal part represents your tuning into it with others in this world, with yourself and with others, in the, and, it, and it connects right here in the heart. And so he's up there on the cross. When you look at how the body is made, how it's up there, it's in the shape of a cross. Releasing his attachment to the physical world, releasing his attachment to his human body, releasing his attachment to his human experience, and stepping into the spirit of God. You cannot do that until you fully entrust your spirit, which is the way it is, because the beautiful part is, spirit never dies. I'm listening. Ooh, I'm so full. So when the life comes out, and God's working on your human aspect. That's what God was doing, working on a human aspect in Jesus. The life goes back in and infuses you with a higher awareness of who you are. Life cannot be destroyed. But that which you hold against it to keep it from expressing fully in you can be. So let us move into a meditation where we will, where we will go into the consciousness of spirit, we will feel and be the experience of spirit. And you can allow yourself to transcend a little where you release your body. Let God work on your body to dismantle those aspects of your consciousness that are blocking you from being whatever it is that you're meant to move into. And then when we finish, we're going to let the spirit come back down into that state. Whatever circumstance it is that's going on in your life, we'll bring it back in there and you will see it differently. You will see it from a higher perspective. You will completely trust the presence of God. Just like when, when Jesus was resurrected, his body was resurrected. He even told Mary, don't touch me yet, it's not complete. So on Saturday, we will let God complete it, reconfigurate it. But tonight, we're going to die to the old self. We're going to release all those blocks. And if it's a situation that you're in that you're dealing with, bring yourself out of that situation. Let the situation die during your meditation. That's your human experience and your human way of seeing it and speaking to it and understanding it. And let, let that life hover over in order for you to release your attachment to it. And then we're going to re-bring spirit back down and come from a higher perspective. So what we're going to do right now is faith is going to come up and sing um, this, what is the name of this inner space. And as she's singing it, what I want you to do is there's parts in it that say breathe. I want you to breathe as she's singing. I want you to breathe. And I want you to let the music prepare you to go into a spirit of release. And then when she finishes, 
we'll go into meditation. I'll, we'll turn the lights down just a little, and we'll go into meditation.
gently close your eyes if you haven't already. And take a deep breath. And just continue to just take deep, slow, gentle breaths. Breathing in a feeling of love. And exhaling, I release, I let go, I let God. And just breathe in slowly the breath of love. And as you exhale, affirm, I release, I let go, I let God. we set our intention to release the power of any error parts of our consciousness, any false ways of thinking, any false ways of believing and being, anything that blocks us from being the fullest expression of God. So in this moment, I invite you to imagine yourself in a room, that beautiful room, whatever way is lit up. Just let yourself be in a relaxed state. And in this room is a beautiful big bowl. And in that bowl is the presence of God waiting for you to let go, waiting for you to release, to let go, and to let God. We are dismantling conscious areas of our life that no longer serve us. And as you slowly breathe in the presence of love, let that breath grab and release and break apart parts of the blocks that are keeping you from fully expressing in whatever situation you're in right now the presence of God and as, it, as you exhale exhale it out right into that bowl whatever thoughts whatever beliefs habits, you will know because you'll feel it being released as you breathe in love, feel it loosening from within you, and as you exhale, affirm, I release, I let go, I let God, and as you exhale, let it go right into that bowl. Visualize however it comes to you. If it's a light coming from you into the bowl, and the bowl lights up every time it hits it, whatever way you visualize it, let your mind be loosened and dismantled. As you breathe in love, and exhale, I release, I let go, I let God, and just let that happen just for a little bit. Continue to breathe in deeply, loosening it up, and exhale deeply, letting it come from you and into that bowl. you feel yourself begin to cry, let it happen. If nothing's coming to you, just know that it's happening behind the scenes. And 
just continue to breathe in love deeply, a feeling of love and oneness. And exhale, affirming I release, I let go, I let God. And as you do that, I will speak these seven words over you. God, my God, this is my destiny to release my attachment from my human and step more fully in the spirit. Father, forgive me for I know not what I do. I am assured that today I am in paradise with you, God. My thinking side is in the hands of my love side. I am fully cared for and taken care of. Every resource that I need is mine through the love of God. I thirst hunger and thirst for righteousness as I'm released from these blocks. The presence of God dismantles those aspects right now. And I claim and affirm that in spirit it is done, it is finished. Father, I entrust my spirit into your hands and let you do what you will to heal and transform my mind, my soul, and my body. And I invite you to take another deep, deep breath, breathing in the presence of love. And exhale. I release, I let go, I let God. And I want you to affirm with me, I have released all that no longer serves me. Together, I have released all that no longer serves me. I let go of the power it has over me. Together, I let go of the power it has over me. I let God transform it into stepping stones. Together, I let God transform it into stepping stones. Now take another deep, deep breath and feel it infusing you deeply. And exhale deeply, surrendering it all to God. And we thank God for the presence inside that bowl. Let it dissipate in front of you. Feel the love of God filling you up deeply. Know that you are transformed. That you have released and crossed out the power of the human parts of you that no longer serve you. And that you've surrendered it all into the divine life, the divine plan, the divine will, and the divine order of God. And we thank you, God, we now think peace, we feel peace, we are peace. I'd like you to affirm with me, I think peace, together, I think peace. I feel peace, together, I feel peace. I am at peace, together, I am at peace. Take another deep breath. And open your eyes. Free and transformed crucified.
It's a question that no one's prepared me to answer. Where do I go if I'm right where I'm supposed to be? Where do I go if wherever I am, I am home? It's a question I'm presently wanting to answer. If the usual way doesn't work for me now, there's a void I know nothing about. What if the race is over and we all automatically win? What if the game So just gently close your eyes and take a deep breath, breathing in what you feel led to give, 
for today's service. And now let us affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Uh, amen. Um, what was next? Another song? Yep. our prayer for protection together and afterwards we'll sing our peace song. Woo! Uh, together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us.
the presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. Thank you, God. night. Thank you for coming out and thank you for tuning in. Peace and blessings to you all. Happy Good Friday. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate. Thank you for listening to this Unity